1: And cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Nice catch by Gunn. Nola puts Shafino with the three.
2: You want to go see your families, but you want to make sure that you stay
1: disciplined. Uh, There's Miller. Oh, back to order, Woodbury with the jam!
3: Wilcher for three from the top of the key, drains it, that's a good sign.
4: That's a great sign for Wilcher, he's been really struggling from three put it a basket, either there at the free-throw line to get yourself going.
5: Six points for Dye, inside to Walker, Walker goes to work. Nice pass to Bandamel. Oh, no-look pass, Grezel to Casey!
0: Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. TV, is laughing his head off. And, She's, uh, she said, ooh, no look past. You like the call. You like ooh, the call. yeah. That's no. Damon Benning, as you guys all know him. Andrew Rogers here as well. We're happy to have you with us uh, for early signing day, and uh, wow, what a day it's going to be! We've already seen two names pop across Twitter. Uh, that is Dwight Boodle and Ramirez Stewart. Uh, both of them have inked the line, or so I will trust Twitter in this case. I didn't actually witness any inking.
6: Right, uh, but- do you believe that they're really sending faxes? I mean, we're we're past that, right? It's just like. It, are we? It, well, I think so. Isn't it like an E-doc or, or a scan? Like, <laughs> like, aren't they called scans now? <laughs> like, what are we doing? I, I, I facts. Hey, we've gotta wait by the facts. Boy, those were the days, though. I kind of miss like the angst of everybody just looking at the machine. Is it he here yet? Is it he here yet? Is it he here yet? Wait a minute. Hey, I, I can't relate. Wait a minute. It's two thirty. Uh, hey, somebody check on Harris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh heck man. Heck of a day for these high schoolers and junior college folks man that are that are gonna ink their names to the next few years at least i think we could say let's at least one
0: uh, <laughs> right and of, and we have a great show planned ahead their Jalen Lloyd hopping on at 715, Steve Warren at 730, Sam Sledge from Creighton Prep at 745, Brian Christofferson, we'll talk Husker recruiting with him right at the top of the hour at 8, and another Nebraska commit in Maverick Noonan. So, uh, I mean, what else can you say, DB, other than as you put it on Twitter, let's get it.
6: Yeah, let's go get it, right? My man Shane over here on the Wheels of Steel booking guests. And it's kind of frantic sometimes to get young people. Uh, number one, they got to get up early, and a lot, most, I don't think any have school today. So, oh come pre- on, Shane. Exactly, we do appreciate that, but it is a big day for uh, a lot of high schoolers around the country. So I highly doubt they're sleeping in. Although maybe Jalen. Well, he's a little. He's a, such a calm, cool, laid-back customer. He may still be sleeping. I don't know.
0: Are you sure? Because he's hopping on in fifteen minutes.
6: <laughs> yeah. I, listen. I. It would not be surprised if if he, if his feet just hit the floor. He jams the toothbrush in his mouth, washes the face, looks at himself in the mirror, and it's like, okay, I'm ready. He's so soft spoken, but he, he's great, man. So it, it. He's got a heck of a story too. I mean, I, I and I'm our our listeners will hear it. The uh the turnaround and and kind of the transformation in his recruiting tale of and I and I'll let you pick his brain man but a guy that is an olympic caliber track athlete started hitting his stride on the football field and getting and all of a sudden garnering a ton of attention and it's like oh wait a minute maybe I can do both I don't know it, it's it's uh, I'm telling you you're not going to believe it 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 uh Nebraska worked in a
0: hurry that's for sure I'll tell you what, if you don't run track, you can't play football at Nebraska. You <laughs> well, have to do both.
6: Uh, that seems to be the case. You know, I, I told my kiddo, I said, if you want to have any shot at all, well, you better stay in the gym, get working.
0: You hey, need. before we keep getting down uh, the rabbit hole, which is early signing period and recruiting, let's touch on Nebraska basketball quickly uh, because they are the king of queens. A real-life Doug Heffernan if you would like to call it, uh, putting in a long day's work, getting rewarded, and now they get to run off to their holiday parties with their wacko family members or, in the show's case, uh, the father-in-law. Uh, but, no, it's exactly what we we felt they needed. And uh, Hoiberg even said something similar to that after the game. It was the perfect week of prep. They emphasized the unacceptable play in Kansas City. They broke down every bit of the film. And bounce back with force to head into Big Ten play on a high note. It's how you draw it up. And Nebraska executed five players in double figures. Nebraska held Queens to uh, under 34% shooting, uh, which was their lowest shooting percentage on the season. Goes to show how strong Nebraska's defense is and has been all season long. They held three straight opponents to forty percent or fewer, and they shot the basketball over fifty percent. So yeah. e- all you can say is that's a perfect recipe for success.
6: Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing, right? It's it's uh, you know they didn't shoot it as well in the second half. I mean they got off to a torrid start in the first half. I think they were eighteen of, of thirty-two, and and uh, they were five of fifteen from three in the first half, which is a lot of threes. Uh, ended up shooting only eight, I think, in the second half. finish 6-23 of 23 from behind the arc, but just one of eight in the second half. They shot forty under 50% in the second half, so it made it kind of, of interesting for those of you uh, playing at home. And how about Vegas, right? We said be careful. We felt like the line was about right, and it lands on
0: 10. Like, well, and you know what? I, DraftKings actually closed at thirteen. Really? Yeah. Huh. I saw ten and a half's eleven,
6: all day, and I'm just like, I'm thinking to myself, "There's no way I would touch that. It is like absolutely no way I could touch that." And and it was, uh, I just liked the fact, and you know, Kasey kind of got it going a little bit, and and it was good to see Juwan Gary. Um, have some impact because he does so many little things right it was good to see him kind of put the biscuit in the basket a little bit and 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 who always who is quietly starting to piece together a nice little stretch he's their best on the ball defender Um, he's starting to be a little more efficient offensively the guy that we saw at his former school in SMU I mean it's Listen, it's Queens and I get it and 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 nobody's uh you know sending bouquets and, and and pleasantries but it's one you had to have against kind of a quietly a sneaky quality basketball team and now you get to enjoy the holiday and, and, and get ready for the Hawkeyes.
5: Oh <laughs> no! Look past Greasel to Casey.
6: Oh, a trick on the yeah. call.
5: Oh no! Look. <laughs> uh,
6: yeah, Shane. Lay, I'm gonna because uh, I've got a I've got to work drink. with here later on today. Shane, uh, play that one more time so I can chuckle to myself.
5: Oh. Ooh, no look past Griezel
6: no to Casey. Yeah. yeah, JC will not hear the end of it from old Man. DB, that's for sure. Woo. Hey,
0: I, I saw right oh, through that. No. <laughs> all I saw was you laughing <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, what is he laughing at? I'm trying Man. to set up the oh, show. No.
6: Hey, so she's forever going to be a drop on the show. Then that's great because as a co-worker, I'm sure she'll appreciate Man. that. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> okay,
0: Shane, stop. Man. Oh, I
6: gotta,
0: no. See, that that's what happens when you deal with kids. Man. Oh, Hey, one last point before we move on to uh, more recruiting things. Something that I really liked about Nebraska was how they came out of the gate in this game. Yeah. Uh, they ended with 43 first-half points, and I know they got outscored in the second half, but when you put up a lead of 13 uh, by – was it 13? Let's do math here, DB. Oh, I mean, hey, it, listen. It's see. a lot more than 13. Be careful
6: um, when you ask me to do math on the fly. It, it can be a struggle.
0: It would be three twenty-three. Are you, no. ca- are
6: you carrying the, are you carrying the, the, the one in the tens place? Like, what are you, what are you doing?
0: I think it was 17, right? 17. Yeah. I, I don't know. 17. We'll just say 17 point lead by halftime, but the ability to come out of the gate like that, not to say that you can really, uh, you know, sit back and relax just because of a first half, but in hindsight, if you put up seventeen uh, a 17-point buffer, you can do exactly that in this game.
6: Yeah, and it, listen, it uh, again, the, the second half wasn't as aesthetically pleasing, but I like kind of what Coach Hoiberg said where they came out and established what they wanted to do early, which let me know that they were ready to play, right? Because you've, if you come out and you're kind of sluggish and you're inefficient and, and, and you're not really clicking, it's like, man, did that K-State thing really bother you? You know, so I, I did like the fact that they came out uh with some with some oomph, uh if you will to start that one because i think they needed every bit of that to let themselves know that they rewarded themselves for how i bet he got after him in practice because i mean listen he used the phrase they got their ass kicked and uh when coaches go there and they're talking to their team that is uh trust me that that, that that's nothing you want to hear when when your coaches kind of question your team's toughness and your fortitude and Man, it 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 gets in your loins, uh, as as the as the old folks like to say. You guess. It, 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 thank you, guys. What man. you like to say? Lo, loins, loins, loins. It, hey, good coaches and, take and, things in your in your innards. There, it'll hurt you. I got
0: good coaches take things like that personally, though. Now and, I got to cut uh, you. Speaking of good coaches, how about Matt Rule and the way he's been able to recruit? early on throughout this process. And I always go back to what he said back at Baylor mm-hmm. when he said recruiting is not about rankings. Recruiting is not what people say it is. Recruiting is finding people who can play, putting them in the right positions and developing them. If you look up and down the 22 23 players that have you know verbally committed at this point, the all 24 or 22, whatever I just said there. Fit that bill. Mm. Every single one of them. And yes, he has some four stars there. Um, he, he's got a, a handful of three stars, but he also has players that aren't even starred. And how much do you look into the stars? Obviously not too much when you're Matt Rule. Yeah, Matt well, Rule finds ways to develop no matter who the player is because he sees promise over actual star ability that's being labeled upon a player because of what somebody else says
6: and how about quietly like if you take a look at where they are potentially from a recruiting standpoint he's addressed some needs on defense even the even up front with the interior and we'll see how they close out today in the early period but I think he's basically down to what like o-line and 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 wide receivers i think that's that's kind of the need right now and i don't you knew o-line but gosh they address some some holes and Uh, a lot of in-state guys that i think they had defensively so i i think that's that's really interesting especially on a day where i don't know if you're just leaving the house and, and and good morning to all you fine folks and appreciate you joining us on coffee and cream a lot of snow days Andrew, I mean, I know you, we're split this week because you're in St. Louis with the fam, but, you know, LPS is no school, Omaha Public Schools, Bellevue Public Schools. Where are our kiddos going to sign? I mean, will they op- would you open up the building for a signing day when you're, the majority of your student population is not at school?
0: I would if it wasn't, like, uh, you know – Detrimental weather outside. Yeah. If the weather was so bad to where you could not open up the school, I get it. Right. You know, it, it just kind of uh, is one of those things you just have to work toward because nobody can control the weather. Uh, but in this case, based on what I've been hearing from you, mm-hmm. And you would not bring up this point if the weather was so poor over in Omaha right now. Yeah, uh, I would
6: say open it up. Drew down. It's the anti-Folgers. There's not a drop. You know, Folgers was good to the last drop. It is. Now it's early. What time is it? 7? Seven? 7.10? Seven, Whatever. I should know. Every, it's our show. Every right? morning. I know, man. You just never know with your guy. But uh, n- nothing yet. I don't know what time it's coming, but, man, I know there's some kiddos that are looking out today and they're saying, wait, what? What, huh? But hold that thought. It's a long day ahead. We'll see. The weather can be fickle.
0: I'll tell you what, though. It is I, – I really feel for some of these high school kiddos because this is a moment they've dreamed of for a long period of time. You wanted to do it in front of some of your best friends and the rest of your, your – uh, your school community and seeing news like this just puts a damper on the mood. I, I get it. I, I, I really feel for them, but know that no matter what you're going to have a great story. Yeah. No matter what it is, you you could sign at home and be like, if people ask you about it at a later time, like, hey, you know, what was it like signing your paper in front of all these people? And you can say like, well, you know, we were supposed to. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Blizzard came in and uh, then we we had to cancel school because, you know, we had to prepare for this and then no weather hit hit the town. And so I got to do it with my family at home. We did it over, you know, Instagram live, whatever it is. It was still a great story. Uh, but it just didn't – it wasn't how it was supposed to be written.
6: Yeah, and listen, I, I get it, right? I, I was with uh, our athletic director all day yesterday um, in Kansas City. as uh, as Omaha Westside, boys and girls, uh, had hoops, talking to district people, uh, get checking with Offit and Epley to get forecasts because you can't be wrong, talking with all the athletic directors – on conference calls on the way down just trying to make sure that they get it right and it's above their pay grade and all the things Andrew that they have to think about it's the holiday tournament and that got postponed so they're going to play four games in four days and because there's the moratorium in the metro and they were worried about signing day and the athletes and do you open up the building do you not I mean there's a lot going on when mother nature tries to Starts to flex on you because I think parents and and administrators, they want to get it right for the safety of their kids. And so I think that's something that you got to think about because sometimes you're going to be damned if you do and damned if you don't.
0: Talk about test review here and let's drop back on a lot of the people, a lot of the names that are a part of today's signing day. You have three Florida transfers Uh, two are four stars, both. On defense, a linebacker and a corner. Mm -hmm. You have one portal quarterback who is a four star from Georgia Tech. That's Jeff Sims. You have 19 high school commits, seven in state, two four star on defense. The rest are three except except for Ives. And one of those three star athletes are here with us right now. Jalen Lloyd on the phone. A west side guy, D.B. Jalen, good morning. Hopefully you just didn't roll out of bed like D.B. was predicting, but we're happy to have you here.
7: Good morning.
6: Hey, congrats. Hey, there's that silky smooth voice, man. Congratulations. How you feeling? Good. Uh, thank you. I'm feeling good. So soft-spoken for our listeners at home. I was trying to explain the story to Andrew, so I'll let you tell it. How did we get here? And roughly what I would say is about six short weeks. Like, quickly walk us through the recruiting process and what
7: happened. Um, well, I was supposed to be signing. I mean,
6: that's committing Committing. Uh, I can't remember. Friday was. Yeah, three days. I think it was December 10th, maybe. Yeah,
7: sounds about right. And I, I got the flu, which some people don't believe. But it was a I, I did get sick. Um, so I couldn't talk, so I had to reschedule that. And it just so happened that the same day, uh, Coach ruled and his reached out to my family and wanted to offer me. So that, that changed everything. Um, then uh, me deciding to go to Nebraska really didn't happen till the official visit.
6: Mm. What was it about the visit?
7: It was just the the coaching staff. Just felt like it felt like a family uh Nebraska felt like home. There's a lot of places I went to that felt like it just gave me this weird, feeling, like mm. like almost a homesick feeling.
0: Jalen, you know, you had a former Husker and Green Bay Packer, Steve Warren, Heisman Trophy yeah. winner, Johnny the Jet Rogers, also <laughs> coming to see you making it big time. What did it mean to have those icons show up on your big day? That
7: was that was crazy. I actually seen uh Johnny Rogers walking in. And I don't even know if he knew that I, that was me when I first walked when he first walked in. <laughs> um but uh, people like that—that's what I—that's what I, I um, want to set out to be. I want to be uh, another part of the the legacy that 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 I was developing.
6: Mm. Yeah, with your with your mom being such a, a a track icon up there, and and your dad going to school there, was that how much? Your personality doesn't seem like that would sway you, but when the opportunity presented itself, did it?
7: Um, I wouldn't say that is what swayed me, but it definitely was. It definitely was
6: part of it. Mm. Talk to me a little bit about, or walk us through, the big decision to leave Omaha Central, where your dad was your track coach. You're an Olympic caliber track athlete a lot went into that to make the decision to come to west side because you you wanted to be to to develop your football career too how scary was that yeah that was really scary i didn't know a lot about Westside.
7: Um my family did know steve gordon so that was um a major reason to come to west side we know we knew a coach over there and we knew that uh He's a good coach. We don't. They didn't want to just send me to a random coach with a a talent. We know that the football team is really good. We didn't. We didn't really transfer to win, but to transfer to get better opportunities on the football field.
0: Mm. So that's what we did. Jalen. Talk about just today for you. like As you sit back and reflect, uh, how long have you been dreaming about a day like today?
7: Um, I haven't really just sat down and, and everything's
6: back so fast. Jalen, when... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you can go Oh, okay. Hey, so real quick before we let you get out of here, we're going to talk to Steve in a little bit, and, and obviously you train, and and you train there. You work on your football skills, running techniques. We know you're an Olympic-caliber track athlete. At what point did you know that you wanted to at least try to do both or that you liked football more than maybe the casual fan may think?
7: Uh, I would actually say in seventh grade mm. I actually I actually thought I was better at track I was, crack I was really close to giving track because uh it was like my body was like not developed yet it wasn't producing it crack it was hard but then like first year I started I started better at
6: crack and then yeah I just couldn't but people forget out there just a 17 year old graduating senior.
0: How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, one last thing before we let you go, Jalen. Hey, uh, you're you're playing with your teammate Tristan Alvano, and you guys go way back together. What's it like going to Nebraska mm-hmm. together uh, and, and continuing this friendship long term?
7: It's crazy. I. Actually, when I first came to West, I didn't even know Tristan was there. Until <laughs> so we had a, a, a summer workout,
1: yeah.
7: he came to me. He was like, uh, "Do you remember Coach Hepburn?" And I just like stopped, looked at him, and he, he did not look the same from when he was little. He he got huge. <laughs> <The>
6: unbel- <laughs> unbelievable! <laughs> Only you, J-Dub. <J-Dove>. Only you.
1: <laughs> like.
6: <laughs> You just, you just do you, man. I am so proud of you, man. Congratulations! There, it's a heck of a story, you know. I'll, I'll try. I'll fill our listeners in on, on as much as I can today, but an unbelievable journey and a and a in quite the closing job by Nebraska for uh, somebody that doesn't give you a whole lot
0: to go on, Jalen. I'm proud of you, buddy. Thank you. Hey, Jalen. We'll talk to you later, man. Yes, sir. Hey, DB, before we go to break here, our poll question of the day with early signing day upon us, how would you grade Matt Rule's recruiting job so far? An A, a B, a C, or a D slash F? You can vote at Radio. there. Coming up next, though, we are speaking with Steve Warren, Husker Hall of Famer and founder of the Warren Academy. He's next on Coffee and Cream, powered by Currency.
1: Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
0: Hey, 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 what a wonderful signing day. Alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, it's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by currency. And we have a loaded show. Lots of guests to talk about a lot of these recruits, these commits. And on the phone right now is one that can do just that. Steve Warren, Husker Hall of Famer and founder of Warren Academy. Steve, good morning.
6: Good morning, fellas. How you guys doing? Whoa, good morning, man. There's that voice. Hey, good morning, fellas. How you guys doing? (laughs) What's up, (laughs) big time? Listen, you got great kids of your own but how much be honest man how much do you feel like a proud papa today seeing all your guys roll we we've only scratched the surface with just a few that are going to be on this show i mean the stable is full it's uh it's fun man i i look back and what we've
4: done over the last 15 years and what we're still doing and it's pretty amazing and sometimes I, sometimes i just barely I barely remember that we're having some of these things because we're so one-minded and on to the next one. <laughs> but it, it, it's always special.
0: Hey, Steve, not only are you proud of of these young men and how they've developed to get to this point, but, uh, you know you really make it a point in your life to make them a part of your family. No matter what we just got done talking to Jalen Lloyd and I asked him a question regarding you showing up to his commitment. So with all of that, you know, being said like, why do you do it? Like what inspires you to, you know, help all of the young talent, especially in town?
4: Well, Jalen's a little bit different. His his father and mother have been friends of mine since I was a kid, 18 years old. And his dad was my roommate. roommate. His dad runs our speed and speed and agility program, and I've known that kid since he was in the womb. So it was it was a little bit different, but man, that's just how we operate. Like once you get down with us, you're with us, and, and we're family, and that's how we treat you, and that's how you want, that's how we want to be treated. And um, it, it's more than football; it's really about life and us being able to pour in the kids and, and give our
6: experiences and
4: our knowledge and, and pay it forward.
6: See, it's interesting as you kind of watch guys and and they come to you. You you play in a lot of different worlds, but they're all connected, right, where you train, you you, you skill position train, you can strength train. You also do seven on seven. But as a guy that was really good playing 11 on 11 – you have an eye for what actually is functional. Is that the is that been kind of your key in terms of why folks trust you cuz a lot of guys can run, a lot of guys can jump. Some guys are good at 7 on 7 and can't play a lick. Like how do you <laughs> how do you make it all blend <laughs> together under one roof? I mean, we have
4: great coaches.
6: I mean, we have phenomenal
4: coaches. Like our strength staff is, is great. We, we've got speed coaches that are great. Um, our football coaches, man, our, our, our lineup of coaches is, is like no other for guys that, that know football and can teach it. it it's not, it's not about me at all. And I kind of hate that the name is Warren Academy because I don't want people to think that I made this all about me because I didn't. I made it about the family and the people I'm connected with. And that's what we're really trying to do is take those connections that, that I've created over time and be able to pour those out into, into other kids and connect them with other people. So really Warren Academy is about connecting. It's about being a connector. And I, and I've been able to connect people that can help people. And so, you know, I heard um, Dion always talks about a change agent and that's what Warren Academy is. We're change agents. That's what, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to change people's paths. trying to help them, get a, a a better understanding of who they are so they can go out and excel and be successful.
0: If you're just joining us, we're speaking to Steve Warren, Husker Hall of Famer and founder of Warren Academy. You can toss him a follow at Steve underscore Warren 96 on Twitter. Steve, DB brought up 7v7, which is a big part about what you do over at the Warren Academy. But, uh, you know, it, get, it also had me thinking too, Nebraska, you know, has eight man football and, and a bunch of different levels all the way up to 11, but no matter what, no matter if it's 11, no matter if it's eight, no matter if it's seven and, and you put uh, those, those seven guys up against some of the best in the nation, but how does that get these young men ready college ready in particular?
4: The one thing we tell our kids when they come to us is we're not a seven on seven organization. <laughs> we really, really seven on seven is, is probably our least liked thing that we do. Like we love football. So we use seven on seven as a tool to develop kids for the fall. We could really care less about really seven on seven itself because the whole culture for us is a little bit toxic and we're not a seven on seven organization. We're a football organization. So if you come, Play seven on seven for us to understand that it's not about seven on seven it's about having you prepared for the fall. it's about development so we're we're going to teach you how to play the game through seven on seven and you're able to apply the reps in a game situation, but it's all about the fall it's all about development
6: yeah, so the aforementioned obviously with lloyd and 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 Sam Sledge, who we'll talk to here shortly and and uh you know maverick noonan Demma, you've got a ton floors uh Rizak K line out at Bellevue West it's just on and on is it how do you feel cuz i'm old school and i know you have a super old soul where guys can <laughs> train together hang out together and then you know on a thursday or friday night it's not about them they you're going to line up and play against somebody else that you probably just hung out with on a Tuesday, <laughs> like mm-hmm. how does that work for your old soul? I I love it. I mean, because it's
4: <laughs> it's a it, it's about the battle, right? It, 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 we can be friends after the game, and we're going to be friends after the game. But I'm, I'm watching Tyson Terry train with Maverick
6: Noonan, right? And they're competing, yeah, for that position, you know, for top dog at that position. Yeah, and uh, you know what? And they're and they love doing it, but.
4: Our, our tag is iron sharpens iron, right? And sometimes like you get sparks. What <laughs> that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. When you come into our environment, it's going to be like a college environment because you're going to be surrounded by dudes. And if you don't like that, like if you need to be the man and you need to have all the attention, we're not the place to be. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just we're not because we're, we're not about that. We're about everybody getting better and everybody helping everybody else get better. And when we get on the field, we all want to win and we all want to cut each other's throat. But after the game, we're all going to hug and love each other too.
0: You bring up a great point there and and I'm happy DB started to uh, sprinkle in some of the names that we'll be talking to today, but also a lot of familiar names for you. I I know our listeners are are, are highly interested in a lot of these recruits, but don't have the backstories that DB may have or you may have, Steve. So can you fill us in at all a a little extra on what you've liked about uh, whether it's just a few of the guys that are signing today or as many as you'd like?
4: I mean, just to take the show today is, um I tweeted out, you know, haters are going to say this is fake, but Jalen Lloyd is family, right? Sam Sledge is family. Maverick Noonan is family. Like, yeah. they all train with us in one capacity or another. Sam through Creighton Prep, we run their strength and conditioning program. Maverick is family. His dad was my strength and conditioning coach. I've already talked about Jalen, but the stories are crazy. Like, Zane Flores has been training with us since he was a little kid, and we're doing – Development Academy, our passing league academy for youth kids. And I'm using his youth photo right now because I ran across it two days ago um,
6: when he was like 12. <laughs>
4: Twelve, yeah. Training with us.
6: <laughs> and he was dicing um, up Caleb's team. Yeah, I remember.
4: <laughs> it, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's uh, there's so many kids that are signing today and they're going to sign in the next few weeks and months. Uh, we had almost 70 kids on All-State, All-Metro, Super state teams this year that have come through the program in one capacity or another. Like there's so many kids that we can't. I, I hate saying names because I'm gonna forget somebody.
6: Yeah, but it's not
4: about one kid or another. It's about all of them.
6: Well, you're you're getting ready to add another a uh, two-time All Nebraska one because we got to get this guy ready to go, man. So I w- he's Let's gonna be him. he's gonna be in no better hands and and uh, I just I gotta take a moment just because and maybe proud isn't the word cuz we're peers but i think i can be proud of the fact i think one of my favorite things about you is yeah you get a lot of accolades and and people say your last name all the time cuz it's associated with the with the academy but i think one of your best attributes is your teflon you you don't seem to waver with all the extra out there you just stay dialed in to what it is that you do and let the noise just be noise that's probably my favorite yeah don't get me wrong you're some of the some of the there's so much of the culture that's fake now
4: and there's so much smoke and mirrors that it bothers me because i know like at the end of the day kids are going to be hurt by it Mm. and i know what we do helps kids and parents don't know, and kids don't know, and they have to find out the hard way sometimes. And sometimes it's too late when they come to us and be like, man, I should have had them with you. It's like, yeah, we know. And we're not for every kid. We're not for every kid, and sometimes they have to figure that out. But, um, you know, we just we, we just think about what we do, and we stay tuned in, to stay dialed in, like you say, to what we do. And it's um, what we do works, and the proof is in the pudding.
6: My man, appreciate you. Steve, thanks so much. Appreciate you guys. Yes, sir.
0: Hey, coming up next, Sam Sledge on Hail Varsity Radio.
1: Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hail Varsity Radio.
0: And we are back, coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. We appreciate you joining us here on early signing day, and it's a great day to honor, pay honor to a lot of the various high school commits in our area and one in particular is on the phone right now it's sam sledge he is uh an offensive line commit out of creighton prep sam good morning
6: good morning guys how are you how are you doing good
0: fantastic
6: sam it's probably a bigger deal for me to talk to you than it is for you to talk to us i'm just gonna go ahead and get, get that out right away man you know your family i have i have loved your game from afar and when you're not playing against us, I am cheering my brains out for you, man. So on a super on a Thanks. super personal note, man, congratulations. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome.
0: Hey Sam, what's it like being part of such a heavy in state class?
6: Uh it's pretty
5: awesome. Uh it was fun meeting the guys, uh on every recruiting trip and then it's fun also playing against them on Friday night.
6: Yeah, I I tell people, and your dad kind of has this too, you know, he's a good-looking big guy, he's got that smile, and you think he's kind of like, everything's kind of easy going, man. But then you you compete against him, and you're watching him, and it's like, ooh, not all that nice, right? Like, that that has to be where you got that from, right? Because, you know, this good-looking, strong kid, but just a, Terror, like once the whistle blows, I, you got to walk us through like where that came from, and is that because of how you were raised?
5: Uh, yeah, that's most de- most definitely how I was raised by him. Uh, on in practice, saw how he coached, saw the intensity he brought, and just I just knew I needed to bring that once once I got in high school.
0: Sam, speaking of your pops as a legacy to the program, what does it mean? To you to play for his old team and the team that you grew up loving and adoring.
5: Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, just going down there when I was a little kid and now being able to play there, um, it's it's truly awesome and it's kind of fun to follow in his footsteps.
6: Sam, let me ask you something because you're super competitive. Um, and like I said, when those between those white lines, like you, you take it to a different level. You train with a lot of guys that you play against, right? But but pretty good-natured while you're doing it. How and where do you draw the line between, okay, I'm getting better training with these guys, but when we play against each other, it's a whole different ballgame?
5: Yeah, I feel like it's just kind of a flip or a switch you have to flip uh, once you get on the field. You just have to bring that extra intensity and extra cleanliness. And, you know, it's okay to put someone on the ground when you're playing against them on Friday nights, but, I mean, when you're training with them, just uh, keep them safe.
0: Sam, your story to how you became a lineman is a little bit different because, <laughs> you know, you you bounce out of middle school, uh, you know, commanding an offense, and then you step foot on the football field at Creighton Prep, and you're expecting to be catching passes this time from the tight end position. And then um, you know, when your team needed you, you stepped up in a big way and you ran with that opportunity to, you know, hop on the line at Creighton Prep. With that being said, where do you envision yourself on the huskers line, and are you opposed to maybe getting out of your comfort zone a little bit if they ask you to play a different position on the line that you're not you know used to?
5: Yeah, I'm not opposed at all uh I can move inside outside uh I move defense if they really want me to uh yeah, just anywhere they want me to want to put me uh i'm glad to I'm glad to do that for them.
0: Because I'm assuming it just boils down to you just wanting to play, right?
5: Exactly, yeah. You just want to get on the field as quick as possible and do the best for your team.
6: Sam, you play for one of the all-time likable guys, I think, uh, in the Metro in Coach Young. Uh, A tremendous person. I, I drove down to Kansas City yesterday with our athletic director, Tom Kirkman, who is obviously um you know a good good friends with with Tim and I and it was weird we're just driving in the car and a couple of west side guys and the prep guys dominating the conversation uh just take a sec just to kind of describe the relationship kind of his leadership the staff that he's put together because I think and it's not just because he's a former Husker he's always treated me with respect I think he's for other people um about Coach Yonk and, and what he's trying to do at Creighton Prep.
5: Uh, yeah, Coach Yonk is, he's like a dad to me, first of all, and he, uh, he just coached me, not even on football, just about life, my whole life. I've known him since I've been probably four or five years old. Yeah. And being able to play for him uh, was awesome. But he just has great leadership, um, great qualities all all across the board. And, and uh, the other coaches at prep, uh, Coach Moose, Coach Fives, uh Coach Hennings, uh, the defensive line, uh, and my dad. I mean, those are all great guys and all great coaches, and they you just feel how they care about you and they want you to do be your best on the battlefield.
0: Hey, going back to when you shifted over to the line, you mentioned your dad. How beneficial was it? To have him in your back pocket when it came to you overcoming the learning curve of that position?
5: Yeah, it was. I mean, I had to learn it in one week. Uh, I switched either the second or third game of the season my sophomore year. So, I mean, at home the whole week, I was just trying to learn every play and everything just so I could be able to play. And I got in that game, and I feel like I knew everything. It's just always easy. Uh, after games, watching film, just go and ask him easy questions or questions I don't know. Uh, he's just there to help me all, all the time.
6: Sam, such a uh, an impressive group of, of seniors with, you know, Pargo Jr. and, and, and the Brown Twins and Marcelino and, and the list goes on and on. Brandle, just a lot of your guys. How proud are you of your teammates if they're going to have – Post secondary opportunities to play football as well. That's, that's kind of a special senior group from a talent standpoint.
5: Yes, it was. Uh, we had a few guys get injured uh, Rocco, uh, Mick Tabor, and Ashley Anderson. Yeah. They didn't get to play. Ashley didn't get to play all year, and uh, Nick and Rocco both got hurt in the first Gretna game. So they they had their seasons cut. So it was sad for them, but they stuck around and they made our team better, even the best way they could and all the, all the guys going to play college, uh, Bedrill, Browns, Pargo, uh, they're all going to do great. And they all have a hard work ethic and they're just going to run with it wherever they go.
0: We're speaking with Sam Sledge, Creighton prep, now Nebraska football offensive line commit. Sam, what do you like most about this coaching staff, especially yeah. Donovan Rayola?
5: Yeah, uh, I love Coach Royola. Uh Ever since he came in uh, last year, we just had a great connection, and I love the way he coaches. He brings intensity every single day, every single time you meet him. Just, I mean, on the field, I've I went to practices down there, and he gets them working. So, uh, it's, it's going to be good.
6: Sam, it's almost like I'm listening to all these guys, and some I've seen recruit really like. Up close, right? Obviously, my household, Alvano, Lloyd, I kind of gotten to know this staff in terms of how they like to communicate. And they got all you guys down there in a quick turnaround. And what, like, has they haven't really skipped a beat or has it intensified with kind of the authenticity or the love that you're getting while they're recruiting? I mean, they made it known right away you were on their radar and they weren't letting anything change regardless of what was going on. With the staff transition, that had to be that had to make you feel pretty good.
2: Yeah,
5: it just felt like I mean, the first time meeting them, it felt like I never met like I, that was my fifth time meeting them. Like nothing switched at all. They just felt like they wanted me right away. There's just no changing. I mean, it was pretty easy switch over to, to the new staff.
0: Sam, this is a dream come true type of day uh, for any high school kid that gets to ink his name onto a line that finally commits him to a program. And for you, have you taken any time yet to sit back and reflect on this journey at all and uh, what's about to come?
6: Uh, I have
5: not sat back and thought about it. Uh, my parents are in Arizona right now, so we had a sign <laughs> over over the computer, so I'll probably call them after this and just talk about it. And, um, yeah, no, it's pretty exciting, but I don't know. I just need to sit back and think about
6: it. I'm laughing in my head. That may be the most sledge thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> your parents are in Arizona, and you're here doing your thing like – Oh mm-hmm. man, I I just chuckle like it's it's, it's crazy talking to you because I just, neat is the word that I use just a just a neat family I but I want to get you out of here on this I, I I watch you a ton right the last. Oh, for a while, more than three years. And I see your intensity, and I know you're competitive. And sometimes you don't always get the accolades I think you deserve and some of my peers that watch football think you deserve. But you just stay the course. Be honest with me. Shoot me straight. How much does that drive you? Because I know it has to.
2: Uh, I would say uh,
5: <laughs> looking at accolades, you know, you don't always feel – feel good about them or whatever it's just always a little has a little pit in your stomach and it makes you work out or work harder and always on a field uh, you know it just drives you a little bit harder and you know not getting
6: those it just just makes me work harder i don't know, I don't know what to say <laughs> i love i know i know what you're saying without saying it yeah. i love it man i'm looking forward to watching you play man a, a terror on the good side congratulations
0: Good luck to you, Sam. Thank you. Appreciate it. Brian Christofferson is next.
6: Coffee and cream on
1: Hale Varsity Radio with
0: Andrew Rogers
1: and Damon Bennett.
0: We are back. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Top of the hour, 8 a.m. Good morning if you are just joining us, but DB and I have been up since about 5 a.m. this morning, but we're happy to do that in order to give you the best coverage possible for early signing day. And I would ha- I find it hard to believe if Brian Christofferson, who's on the phone right now with us, hasn't been up just as early to make sure he's been following along to a senior writer for husker 24 brian good morning
8: good morning guys uh yeah you beat me if you got up at 5 a.m by about an hour
6: <laughs> I don't, you know what i kind of feel good about that because i figured you you you're you're like that's pretty good though 6 a.m on a day like this when you're like you know the the fake fax machines or the e-docs or whatever the kids are doing bc aren't I don't think are rolling in, although we have a couple of East coasters, but you got Cornelius and Ngoi and Coleman. I think Benny is one Malachi is 1045. Cornelius is this afternoon. Like how big or key I feel like it's as a swing state date in day in politics, right? Like a couple of yeses dramatically changed the course of this day. Yeah, that's true. It, it,
8: it definitely shifts a perception on signing day if you add a couple as opposed to subtract a couple. And, uh, I think Nebraska is going to finish well. Um, Malachi's obviously said he's going to announce later this morning, at least last I heard. So that one will be interesting. Um, Vincent Carroll Jackson is a guy I'm watching this week. Yeah. Uh, Elijah, Judy, I don't know for sure if that'll come today or later, but that's what I'm watching. So, I mean, those are some pretty good names, just to name a few that I think could still Nebraska's way.
0: Hey, Brian, fill in the blank. Malachi Coleman is headed to...
8: I think it's going to be Nebraska. Um, At this point, I'm always of the mind, let the kid just say it, and and we can react then, but uh, it feels like the tea leaves are sort of uh, in that direction uh, from what we've been hearing, but we'll know in a few hours. And uh, I think Matt Rule did a really good job closing out late in the process with him. He got in the home and visited him and the family the first day he could, and they really liked just how personable and down-to-earth he was, and I think that went a long way.
6: Hey, so, BC, how do you wh- what do you think? Because re- – remember with with Benny, and I'll just take him in particular because he's one that sticks in my mind of a guy and talking to Coach Rule that he like pinpointed. He's telling me, hey, he's like this guy. I could see him doing this. He has these skill sets, and this is a guy. And remember, he went to Lincoln High early in his tenure. So let's stay right there. What do you think it is about what this staff has either done or said that's allowed them to get guys. It's been a long time Iowa State commit. And trust me, Iowa State is good at what they do when it comes to recruiting to even entertain the option on signing day. Like, it's not just Benny, but we, that's a good isolated example. Like, what do you think it's been?
8: Well, I think he's got a track record, uh, Matt Rule, where he can say, look, I, I took players at Temple and Baylor who sometimes in certain cases were under the radar and uh, they're in the league now, just, just check it out and and look at the data and you'll find we produce and develop guys. And I think that's really something that players look at as they're deciding in these last few weeks and say, I want to go somewhere where coaches have proof in the pudding that they've been able to develop guys, that those guys are actually playing on Sundays. And then it, then you've got to have that personality that just fits well in the living room and where you can converse and connect with the family. And I think uh, Matt rule sort of has that. That's my initial impression of him. So I think he's one of those guys who, when he walks in and sits in front of you the the first half hour or whatever, you're going to say, I like that guy. I'm interested to hear more of what he has to say. So um, he obviously did a good job to get close with Benny, but uh, credit Iowa state. They, they, they hung in there, and uh, they've done well in Nebraska, too, uh, getting Benny and Ben Bramer. Those are two uh, two great prospects to take out of this state.
0: We're speaking with Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker247.com. You can toss him a follow on Twitter at Husker247BC. Brian, we just got done talking to Sam Sledge. He's one of a handful of native Nebraska linemen. I think that's a great way to put that. But based on what you've seen from the past recruiting cycles, uh, how good of a job did Matt Rule do, and and not just him, but the rest of his staff do, to really hit the in-state recruits hard in regards to filling up the offensive line and, and defensive line for that?
8: Yeah, they did a good job there. You also got to credit you got to credit the past staff too on that one. I mean, oh, for they sure. they had some of these guys committed before and especially on the line and you know, you you have to get the guys in the trenches in this state. There's some good talent here and then you just got to make them good players over the next 2 or 3 years once you get them in the program. So, I think that's a key storyline today is there's a bunch of Nebraska kids in this class. There's seven right now. There could be more. And they stayed true to the Huskers, even through the coaching change. Sledge was one of those guys. Gunnar Gatula, for goodness sake, he's been committed since, I think, June of 2021 and stuck with everything. So um, these are guys who have a lot of pride, I think, in this program, who have followed it since they're little kids. And you want them to uh, sort of uh, be the guys in your program others look to. Um, who are leaders and and know what this program's supposed to be about?
6: Mm, right from Iowa State's Twitter account, um, it looks like it says at Cyclone Football BC says bringing speed and bounce. This wide receiver has all the tools to excel in aims. It's and it's got a good picture of Benny Nagoi. So th- this yep. thing, listen, like when you're looking at these things, and regardless of who the player X is, and when it gets down to crunch time. Are these the battles? Cause remember Nebraska historically hasn't really been on the, the, the positive side of these. Is this where you, does this matter for the perception of recruiting prowess over time is to kind of like one score lost games, right? BC where do you want to be? Do you always want to be in the hunt? Is that good in your opinion when it comes down to these final decisions?
8: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, in a case like Benny, I mean, that was a tough, that was a tough hill to climb. When you come in, if you're Matt rule on staff in early December, he's already committed elsewhere for a couple of months. All you can do is put yourself in front of that prospect, lay it out as clearly as you can. This is how we develop guys. This is what we've done in the past. We can do it with you. And, and, that's really all you can do at that point and say, Hey, come, come visit us, come learn more about us. We want to, we want you, we want to talk to you and we want you in this program. And then you let the chips fall where they may. I think they did everything they could in Benny's case. Um, But as you said earlier, Matt Campbell, this isn't his first rodeo and he's got a lot on the line right now down in Ames and trying to get things going again. And he's done a good job in this cycle here in Nebraska. And you know full well, Damon, um, just like Iowa, Iowa state, these programs that are surrounding Nebraska, they're going to come in here and they're going to try to take guys every cycle. They're going to act like they can do it just as well as Nebraska. It's a different world than I think it was 20 years ago. And, um, That everybody knows now, there's a lot of talent in this state, and so you got to have your elbows out, and you got to really recruit it hard if you're the Huskers, because nothing's to lay up anymore.
0: Brian, as we look at the status of Cornelius, one of the more sought after portal prospects, Nebraska, you know, they aggressively pursued the kid from Rhode Island and uh, brought him in for even an official visit, but since that point the competition has become a lot stiffer. You have Ohio state in the mix, Oregon, Tennessee. Is is that becoming more unlikely or would you still say that uh, there is a strong possibility that Nebraska is high up on his list?
8: I think that one's more unlikely. Last I heard, I thought Nebraska did a good job getting in on him early and then just Every big boy that you could imagine showed up at his block and wanted to get him. And so it's become a very tough recruitment. I sort of don't think they're going to get that one. I'm not sure if they're going to get uh, Ben Scott either. I thought they put in a good effort there. Uh, But I, I don't know that he's going to end up with Nebraska either. That's sort of my last day prediction, I guess.
6: BC, when you take a look at what else is going on around the country nationally, Relative to the Big Ten, you have any takeaways? I mean, I know Bielema gets the big contract extension that's announced, and Illinois may have the most known, I guess, about them of the teams in the Big Ten West. Remember Purdue, uh, new head coach; Wisconsin, new head coach, new offensive coordinator; Iowa, a little bit in limbo, but the majority that's all right as of right now, all that staff intact. Minnesota going to have a quarterback change what like what how are you feeling about the big 10 in terms of recruiting as a whole right now
8: it's gotten better i mean i, I think uh, you're seeing more and more big 10 teams that aren't ohio state penn state and michigan that are in the hunt for some big time players i know iowa lost a, a good one in five a five-star lineman the other day but they're still ranked and yeah, recruiting wow sir. yeah wow and Man. then uh M- maryland maryland's a good recruiting school now i mean yeah. they're fifth in the big 10 and 24 7 sports rankings. um michigan state's up there with mel tucker so you know he's going to always put a good class together it's just a matter if he can develop them but i think there's now like eight to ten really good recruiting programs in the league um, that are going to be in the top 40 almost every year. So that's what you're dealing with around here. And Nebraska is going to go head to head against Rutgers for New Jersey guys. They're going to go head to head against Penn State and Ohio State for Philadelphia guys. It's going to get really interesting around here with this staff and some of their connections when you think about uh, where those areas are
0: branch out even further here and I don't want to get too far ahead because uh there is still a, a small window before UCLA and USC join the Big Ten, but what about the two quarterback recruits both of those programs got?
8: Yeah. Um I mean they're gonna all get those type of guys. They're they're, they're gonna get those skill guys. The question they're gonna have to answer and they're going they need to start doing it is can they get the guys in the trenches to hold up in this league? And I know USC is USC, but uh, it's going to be interesting that first couple of years, I think when they're in the big 10 and the physicality of this league and how it wears on you into November. So they need to really, that's the area where they really need to stock up is in the trenches and have those type of guys who can go toe to toe in this league. Uh, But there's no doubt that they are going to, uh, get some really good skilled guys every cycle and there's also no doubt to me that this new Nebraska staff is going to hit California a lot more than we've seen uh, recently. I'm not saying to get out your Calabrasca t-shirts again. I'd rather you not but I I think Nebraska is going to hit the west coast with some of the staff members they have again.
6: And we'll see what happens with ride receiver coaches in Texas yay or nay or or kind of that development but Is that a part of the country, B.C., since you you bring it up, that you think would behoove Nebraska? Or do you pit that against if they're having successes in other places, it would be secondary and not necessary?
8: I've always thought of California as secondary to Nebraska recruiting Nowadays, it didn't used to be that way, but I think in the last 10 to 15 years, it's become that way. However, if you have certain staff members who are very well connected there, and I think Nebraska has a couple of guys, then you pick and choose there and you you fight some battles and I think they will, but Texas for sure is going to be a place that this staff hits like nobody's business. And Matt Rule, when he was at Baylor, he came in as an outsider from the East Coast. And within several months, a lot of coaches down in those Texas high school circles loved him and he really fit in well. So those connections haven't gone away. So there's no way Nebraska is not going to use them to every degree possible.
0: Hmm. Brian, Nebraska ranks. 44th in the composite recruiting rankings. uh, And that came out just ahead of early national signing day, uh, yesterday. But you know, my question to you is this, is that 44 is that did that exceed expectations? Was that kind of right on the nose for expectation? Or do you think, uh, people expected more than that?
8: I think in the future, they'll want them to be like a top 25 class. Um, But I also think there's an understanding around here about how much everything got flipped over three or four weeks ago. And you've kind of had to start over in some cases. So there's going to be some grace with whatever their final ranking is. And I think more than anything, a lot of fans in this part are just focused on that development word. It's like, I've heard a lot about players in past recruiting cycles who have rated highly and this and that, but I haven't seen them develop. So whoever you get, whether this class is ranked 45th or 15th, I want to see some of these guys two or three years from now who are contributing, Mm. who at some point in their career are challenging to be all big 10 type players. That's what this fan base wants more than anything there. They've seen that there are other programs that, like Iowa, Wisconsin, that sometimes have rated lower in recruiting, but they've been able to get their guys uh, to progress, and they've competed for division titles. And so I think that's what people are looking for here
6: is development more than anything.
0: Brian, you're the best man. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much.
6: Thanks for getting up early with us, BC.
0: Yep, thanks, guys. That is Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker247.com. Damon, he, he said a lot of good things, but you know what I wanted to touch on here before we end up talking to Maverick Noonan, right about the 830 mark. It, 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 you know, it, we're in the, the spirit of the holidays, right? And you know, you put together a wish list. Uh, of things that you would like to receive but how about in Nebraska's case if you compiled the Nebraska wish list who would be at the top of your list right now in regards to the question marks well i think there's probably two um because i have i have just one but i I'd, I'd be interested to hear your two
6: so but uh, one i think is more perception um for what I feel it does in terms of, of momentum, but I'll start with Cornelius, right? Because I would like a little more stability along the offensive line. And I know that those guys are excited in that offensive line room about their offensive line coach coming back. I'd like a little more proven talent uh, because I think that's a glaring need uh, for this football team. And then I would like for them uh, at least the perception is, is to win the Malachi Coleman battle. I, I don't know how that gets going to come to fruition in terms of play, and there isn't a lot of tape out there in terms of like, yeah, but there is a lot of ability um, in terms of talent. So if they can get those two things to met to mesh over the long haul for the next two or three years, I think from a perception standpoint, that would create momentum. That may be more about the image than the the actual practicality of it, but I think so that that's probably one a to the one in terms of getting Cornelius
0: interesting that you said those two names. those were the two names I had written down, except uh, when I created my nice list and naughty list. Cornelius was on my naughty list for the reason of I you, like I talked about with BC, it, the competition is so so technique. big and heavy now. And y- you know, it, it, I sit back and, you know, I want to be. I want to be completely transparent and say, okay, like let's, let's not just dive right into the Kool-Aid. Um, Cornelius wants to play for you know, a top 10 football program right away because he was playing at Rhode Island for the longest time. He got to a point to where his stock is now rising. Now he's going to be looking toward the NFL draft. Where do you go to do that? You go to one of the top 10 programs in the nation. It's it's just kind of obvious. And unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. On the other side, um, you mentioned Malachi Coleman. That was the name for me that is probably the number one wish right now. And you know, despite the trip to Colorado, I still think Nebraska has the leg up. We know Malachi is a big relationship guy. And from what I've heard, he's been that way his at, his least, whole yeah, life. at least
6: that's what we've read through social media and his parents and I mean, that's the image that's definitely portrayed.
0: Correct. Now, why wouldn't he stay in town then where the relationships are at its strongest? And I'm not talking just football here. I'm talking about family, friends, and community. Yeah, agree. As someone who thrives off of relationships myself, I, I mean, that's why when when I was looking for a new town to settle in, as people know, I, I'm i not a, a native of Omaha or Lincoln or to Nebraska, but I moved to Iowa and then I moved to Nebraska, but I, I'm a St. Louis kid at heart. So for me, bouncing around, I know what it's like to be in an area where your relationships aren't very strong and they are strong. Uh, when I was in Iowa, my relationships weren't that great with community. Now I had people up there that I created some with and, and, you know, the various high school teams and coaches and players, like that's one thing, but it wasn't like those were my people. Mm -hmm. And now I come to Omaha and I've created such a family here. And I finally found what I call a second home. So for me, that, that is so big for me too, is just knowing my area, knowing my people. So when I look at Malachi here, I'm not sure what, Family or or any any relationship he has in Colorado, and we won't know that until he makes his announcement. But what I do know is he has a lot of people siding with them here in Lincoln, and I think that goes a long way with a kid like him.
6: Yeah, I, and I would agree. And and I know, uh, listen, I think if Nebraska fans took a hundred percent truth serum, they don't love the the kind of the extra and what kind of comes with this recruiting cycle for Malachi Coleman. But I do think they would trade that in in a heartbeat to embrace one of their own from Lincoln East to say, hey, he's staying home and being able to, to cheer for him. So I think that's important in, in him being comfortable because I think the, the downside to that is I think for him, if we're being 100% honest, and I'm not afraid to say this, is I think there's a certain segment of the fan base that once there's a prove-it aspect, right? Like, hey, you've garnered a ton of attention. You've got a lot of accolades. I want to actually see the production. So I think they have to think about that too because that's pressure. And as I told told you yesterday, and I always say, pressure either yields you diamonds or it busts pipes. You don't want to be a pipe buster in this deal. So I think... That's why I make it one A because there's a little other that goes with that, and I think it's conversations that we have to have because I think people want to see him thrive and be productive where the potential meets the expectations.
0: And I don't think there's the worry of failure in his mind at all. There, there
6: can't admit. be, and I don't. And I don't know him, so I'm you know I'm I'm speaking off the cuff there. I've I've never. I just I shook his hand at the Bellevue West Burke game and I said hello or Bellevue West and prep game and so I don't know him so I don't want to pretend to be in his head. I'm right. just telling you from the outside looking in how I see you have to
0: be able to be successful at the Power Five level. You got to be able to dial in. And I'm with you. I could, same thing. I, I, I could – DB, whatever just came out of his mouth, could come out of my mouth too in <laughs> that regard. Um, but I will say, you know, if he does feel a little bit of pressure, maybe he doesn't stay home because he doesn't want to disappoint. Who knows? We'll hear his decision later on today. 45. But we'll hear from Maverick Noonan next on Hale Varsity Radio.
1: Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
0: Hey, DB, what time is it?
6: It is eight thirty.
0: Are you sure it's not noon? Ah, you for f- Maverick Noonan. You
6: funny guy. You you got me on that one too. Usually I can kind of see your wit coming, but that's that's actually pretty
0: good. No, I could tell you weren't paying attention.
6: Well, that that's like ninety eight percent of the time. So you always you always have to kind of dial me in. But you called my name, so I knew I should probably get you it going.
0: Snap back to reality. Yeah, get it going, man. Get it going. You were in a daze because you, you were trying to think about all the great questions you're about to ask our next guest. I,
6: I, I was in my feelings a little bit over Franco Harris, which we'll get to later as a diehard Steelers fan. But, yeah, right. Uh, I'm always excited to talk to this guy because I've watched him since he was just a little guy, which he hasn't been for a long time with that frame.
0: Maverick Noonan on the phone. Nebraska football edge rusher commit Maverick. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, are you a morning person? Uh, 50/50. <laughs> <laughs> you got the best time out of any of our guests. <laughs>
2: yeah.
6: Yeah. Hey, so I got to ask you, you sound like you're maybe on the move. What did the what's the school doing for signing day with there being no school today? How did what what kind of agreement did you guys come to for that?
2: Yeah, so it's kind of weird it's not at the school we're actually having like a little get together at my house uh, so we're going to have like all the coaches come over to my house uh, Cole Ballard is going to sign at my house and stay with my twin brother so
6: oh that is awesome uh, with, with Cole and, and Alec but but Gosh, it must be nice. I, I'm going to mess with your parents, too. Like, I want to be able to have a place where I can just have the staff over, too, and, like, <laughs> have everybody have plenty of room when your mom's not trying to hustle it, me in ping pong or something, man. Like, in yeah. reminder, don't think I didn't see the pictures of the pool table <laughs> or the ping pong table at your house when she was getting ready to kick my butt in Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. Man, how's it, how's it, how's it been, though, for you, man? It's you're kind of different, obviously, right? Another legacy guy and, and people use handle that term differently. Caleb, he doesn't like it. uh he doesn't like for me to use it, <laughs> so i I don't yeah, you yeah. some people can embrace it because you want to do your own thing, like man the noonan name, though, with Danny and David, you handled it like a pro, though, right like. I'm gonna say yeah, good I'm, gonna, on, good, I'm gonna say good on your mom because I know that wasn't Danny.
2: Yeah, no, I'm kind of with Philip here. I mean, I don't really, I don't, I don't like it, but I don't hate it. I mean, it's just there. <laughs> oh, well. I don't, I don't care if you went there, but I mean, it's cool. But you know,
0: well, do you use it I'm as? It? You, oh, my bad. Go ahead.
2: Oh, I just said that's not why i signed it
6: today. Yeah, right. Right. Like, so is it? Was there? So the recruiting process, like, and you canceled some big visits late, right? And this is under the former staff. Was there a point with the when the current staff was announced where we should have been like, "Uh oh, one of the great um, ones may get away." Like, was that a thing?
2: No, not really. But I, mean, I felt like they made me a priority from the start. Sure um, did. Man. I mean, right, right when he got hired, you know. Like, Coach Rule called me the same day, so um, I don't know. I, I didn't feel that. I mean, I was kind of more locked into the university than just you know Coach Frost
6: and all those guys. So, wait, the same day? Yeah, yeah, the same day he hired, he called Wow, that's the Matt Rule way. <laughs> Mav, you mu- you must be big time. <laughs> 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 that's
0: awesome. <laughs> hey, what do you like most about Matt Rule?
2: Uh, I don't know. I I guess just like how he's. I mean, he's really organized. A lot more organized than the last staff. Uh, I wow. mean, he seems like the um uh, really high tempo guy in practice and, uh, can really develop players. So I like that about him.
6: Okay, so you just you said something that's interesting because we've heard a couple of guys reference this in terms of organization and kind of having a plan. And Andrew and I got into this yesterday because Andrew was like, man, people keep saying that. And I was like, well, it's kind of natural when you weren't as highly coveted, but now you were. So it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, this staff is better. But you're different. You were highly coveted by both staffs. I mean, I was told from like day one, you were just a a junior, or going into your junior year, and it was, we've got to get this guy. You've been a priority for a while, but you still noticed a difference. What was it?
2: Uh, I guess they just, they just pursued me from the start. I mean, like I said, he, he called me the first day he you know, hired. and uh, I mean, he, uh, Coach Knighton got out to my school, you know, uh, twice. Coach
0: Rules got out to my school. He went to a home visit. So
2: wow. I, I just felt like I was a priority every, every time he was hired.
0: And you know to further that point because I'm sure you wanted to uh be a Nebraska football player your entire life with that being a you know in your a, a huge part of your family right but like w- at what point did you know you were going to play Nebraska football like when did you have that realization yourself
2: Um I mean after I took all my official visits in June I kind of compared them all I just felt like that was the that was the best place and I mean Nebraska has the best fans in the country, so I mean, I felt like it was a good decision.
6: Matt, it was interesting for you because your high school team was really, really good, right? I mean, you Little yeah, Little Praska, you've got Ballard, you, I mean, just a ton of of really good players, Bustard, I mean, you, you had a ton, you had a goal of, 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 of trying to win a state championship and you wanted to stay focused. How difficult or easy, maybe for you, because you're always dialed in, was it to separate Recruiting from man, I'm trying to win a state championship.
2: Uh, pretty easy for me. I mean, I'd always
0: prioritize our team, so I uh, mean, it wasn't too difficult for me to be honest. Hey, when you talked uh, a little a little bit earlier about your family and, you know, uh, the legacy that you kind of fall under that trickles down to you, um, you know, obviously your family has a strong rooting interest for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, but, you know, as, as you were growing up rooting for this team too, uh, and, you know, I, I don't really know if you hit on this point exactly, so I'm going to ask it again just to, you know, for my own sanity, reassure my own brain, uh, but what... Added pressure? Did you feel, or did you feel any added pressure from your own family roots, or, or was this just something that you wanted to do for a long time?
2: Uh, man, I mean, I didn't really have any uh, pressure to go anywhere specifically. I mean, Roscoe was probably always my my first choice. They were the first ones to offer me. So, uh, but no, I, I didn't. I didn't feel any pressure towards going anywhere. I just, I just felt like it was the best place for me after I went to all my visits. So and then, uh, also they got fans too, which is great. So
6: one of the things that I always tell people that I look for, you know, just whether it's because I played or coaching in high school, I, I always think you have to find guys that you don't have to babysit, because the rigor of of Power Five foot Division One football, is is very difficult. And I felt like from day one, even when I said you were tops in the class a, a year ago when it wasn't as popular to say, I said he Mavs a guy that I just don't think you have to babysit he he's he he likes to work out. He's a grinder, he's competitive. And then during like unofficials or early junior days like I would be in Lincoln and you would you a, twice you just happen to be there watching film or on a weekend studying. You're you're going in you're in your senior year, but you're still a film and football rat. Like where did that come from? Because those are things that people don't know that I think they should know that give you a glimpse into your personality.
2: Yeah, I mean, I love film. I mean, one thing that I remember specifically, you know, I'm always scouting out of the right? See and tell, so, a Lyman, so. uh So <laughs> We were down in GI, and it was like, it was like I don't remember what the play was, but I knew it was a pass just because of, of my film studies. And I, I called it out, and then all the linemen were, like, super confused. I got a sack after that play, and then all the linemen were super confused. <laughs> and I, like, I, I told them, like, I told them, like, how I figured it out and everything. else. probably the funniest thing ever. I ever on this year, but that uh, was funny.
0: Hey Maverick, my last thing for you. Uh, you're one of six football recruits in the top 11 of Nebraska committing to play for the hometown team. Uh, what has this day been like for you? How surreal of a day has this been?
2: Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, I have my signing ceremony here in about you know half an hour, or so uh, it's pretty exciting.
6: Maverick, I gotta ask, just because I love your family and 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 both your parents will tell you I was been picking their brains for the last couple of years about coaching twins, or parenting twins and letting you guys do your own thing. How proud of you are you of Alec and the fact that you guys get to be together today doing two different sports?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's a great twin. I couldn't ask for anything more. Uh, Just being able to play college athletics is a huge accomplishment. So yeah, I'm very proud of him. Maverick,
0: we appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on the show. Thanks, Mav. Yeah, thank you, Brad. Congrats. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. We will uh, hopefully talk to you again soon. But coming up next, we wrap things up and put a bow on the year by playing Dog Eat Dog versus DB. That's next.
1: Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hail Varsity Radio.
0: And we are back as we wind down the show. Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hail Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. I want to first start off by saying this this will be our last show of the year. We will be back. What's the day? January 2nd, January 3rd. What's that Monday, DB?
6: Uh, I believe it is the 2nd. I'm going to look right now. But remember, we are doing. Benning's by Benning bites and morning dump next Morning week. dump next week.
0: Yes. So podcasts will still be there and we will still live there. Uh, you can go check those out at heard at sports. That would be the Monday, the second, Monday, the second, we will be back. So we will say happy new year to you. The next time that we are actually, on new. Actually,
6: it's January 3rd, yep. it's January 3rd, because we have that day off. There it is. So yeah.
0: all right. we're there. We're there. Hopefully January that's, 3rd. That's the big, that's the big day too. I hope. It, you know what hey we've got some big big plans DB
6: I'm in a big big world or house or whatever that song is I don't know That's you
0: guys I, I don't I don't know that a big big house is that like the the Christian song uh, yeah yeah I, is that in lots, lots of rooms is that what it was uh, I don't know there's probably a, a bunch of big house songs
6: house up on- <laughs> hey
0: yeah. are you giving a, a touchdown signal or, or what's that
6: well on the on the heels of the Steelers getting ready to beat the Raiders
3: I know was, how that about
0: was, that
6: that was my fiftieth immaculate-
3: anniversary of it
6: yeah I understand and on Christmas Eve if you don't want to be friends for about four hours that's fine like we don't you have want to me be- to come over yeah well you can I mean I'll I'll be doing absolutely nothing maybe I'll be finished wrapping gifts. I'll probably be deciding between crab clusters, rib roast.
3: Or Can I come
0: to your place? Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Absolutely. Can I bring the girlfriend? She hates football. So I'm going to be annoying that, that about the immaculate reception. She's going to be annoyed about football. You Is she okay
6: with the two little dogs, Buddha and Biggie?
3: Oh, that. She would probably just love that.
6: Okay. Buddha's a little cuddler now. He's. He, he's. Uh, He's got some commitment issues, man. He stays connected.
3: But you were talking about Franca, though.
6: Yeah, uh, that's tough for your guy. And you know what's weird? I feel a little guilt over this, Drew Down, because as a diehard Steeler, he wasn't my favorite to watch run, but I admired so much of what he meant to that franchise because he was the spokesperson. And first and foremost, Andrew, he is my mom's favorite NFL player. That's all that matters. Not named Warren Moon. She texts me. So he's second favorite player. She Yeah, not named Warren Moon. She texted me this morning, Andrew, my mom, and she said, sad day with the Matt Rule emoji, the sad face, although this one I could figure out. Franco Harris died as if it's not my job, like to, to Mm -hmm. follow sports and as a Steelers guy, but I mean, that just, he was the impact. Yeah. Because in our household, you know, my dad used to scout for the Dallas Cowboys in his former life. And, and he, everybody in my family outside of me, my, my brother was a Cowboys fan. My sister, Kim is a Cowboys fan. uh, My dad was a Cowboys fan. And as a itty bitty salmon, if you will. I'm swimming upstream. I'm like, well, who don't, who don't the Cowboys like? Well, they don't like the Steelers. So I'm just a little kid and we're watching getting ready to watch the Super Bowl with some salam, some homemade salami cheese and crackers and some liverwurst pate, some party in our downstairs. And I'm watching the Cowboys Steelers. And I said, you know what? I'm a Steelers guy. And it was it was all about franco harris and and, and that football team so uh,
3: was that the number 1 team that the at that time that the cowboys didn't like was the steelers
6: yeah i would say so i mean i'm not a historian so you, from the 70s but i know that they had their i mean there was i don't think denver was a rival i mean they in the washington i mean may you could you been. could have
3: been a washington fan that's that's what i'm getting towards
6: no no i didn't see them on television I mean the Steelers were the Are first Giants team. fan. The Steelers were the first team that I saw uh, that makes sense. Play against Dallas and and that was the team that I gravitated towards. It was the first jersey I ever owned. Uh, was a Steelers jersey. I wore the words off of my Terry Bradshaw jersey. <laughs> and as I got older, like forty eight, like today, I like Terry Bradshaw a lot less than I did as when I was like five or six. So
0: right? Terry Bradshaw, Louisiana tech guy, right?
6: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, when I covered Morningside down in Grambling, Louisiana for the National Championship game, I think it was 2019, I Fantastic think that's right. Progress. And Goodness we God. we went to a museum down there and there was a whole like entire hallway dedicated to Terry Bradshaw and all of his Louisiana tech gear. And there, there were old highlights of him on a a television that you could still see the, the static popping up on. It was pretty incredible.
6: Yeah. So, and I'm so, a lot of me as a kid, there's still a little of me today, right? I've matured in some other areas, not a ton, but I remember like in grade school, I would always draw helmets and stuff, and I was drawing the Steelers. And I remember when Bradshaw hurt his elbow. This was probably in like, I don't know, it was in like second or third grade. So it had to be like 81 or 82. And, and he was going to come back, and he hurt his elbow. And it was in the game, and it came out, I, I think. And I don't remember the Steelers being the same for a little while. Like, they, they weren't as good. And, and, Andrew, I'm so immature. I remember kind of being mad at Bradshaw. Because you're a kid and you're thinking yep. it's, it's an elbow, right? Like you're good. Like just, I don't know, do something like put some dirt on it. My, oh, dad, with your other hand. my dad would say spit, um, or take some Robitussin, right? That's what, that's what everybody that's did, it. like me did to, to feel better. Uh, it's like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you just play? You were just out there, right? Cause you don't really understand. And, and so I kind of held that against him and, and then when they couldn't find quarterbacks for a while, right? I had to go through the Stouts and the Woodleys and the Malones, and which is funny because I'm friends with Mark Malone today, which is bizarro world. I didn't have the heart to say I couldn't really cheer for him as a quarterback, but they didn't really find one again until Roethlisberger. So it's just like didn't you know? I. I I I think of what Franco Harris meant to that franchise and the immaculate reception and Diddy Cat. Shane and I have argued about I'm not going to rehash it, Shane. Don't worry. Shane and I have gone round and round about this. Just wait until
3: until the 24th.
6: At least twice a year it comes up between Shane and I. And I think for just today, Shane, you should let me – lament yeah and let you know that that was absolutely a catch and you have nothing to be mad about and (laughs) your your franchise was forever doomed
3: you know the interesting thing about franco (laughs) is well yeah i'm I'm, (laughs) you're not sorry (laughs) Sorry, not sorry (laughs) you know the interesting thing about franco is he's coming out of a decade and it's almost dave franco Franco Harris, the, he's coming out of a decade to where and like now where the quarterback is the most popular guy on the team. It, you had you had the running back. You had you maybe even had a wide receiver be the most popular guy on the team. Yeah. You could even had a defensive guy. I mean, you it's, it was a decade like you're not going to see again.
6: And it, it's so weird how I was conditioned. And and a, our good friend, my crack historian, severely that it was 82. In the 82 season and played in the playoffs against the Jets. He is absolutely, he's something else, man. I don't know if he Googled that or what, but Severus says he's got a sickness, man. That dude. Uh, so, you know what I kind of related it to, though, is watching Franco Harris is I remember this back and forth, and, and this is way a long time ago, Drew Down, but Jarvis Redwine was a guy that I liked. And I just remember like some Nebraska fans not really embracing. Jarvis Redwine because they didn't like how either and I can't remember exactly it was something about him running out of bounds or not going into contact or or whatever and so I got in my I got it ingrained in my head that that wasn't a good thing like if you just weren't trying to like run over guys and whatever then like it wasn't about you weren't a good running back and I never saw like Frank I thought he was like a big guy when I was a kid he reminded me of like a big back but he never he always kind of just was dancing and kind of going out of bounds and so I was like I don't know like is this how you're supposed to run like I'm in those formative years right right I don't know like what's good what I like what I don't like I'm just I'm kind of listening to adults around me and, and we'd sit at the barbershop for 8 hours cuz there weren't appointments back then and people would just argue and so that kind of formed my opinion as a kid and I look back, he may have been a better runner than I actually think because he did string together. He probably had five or six good quality, four, I think, where he was like really good. But um, the Steelers were such an interesting franchise back then because a lot of their guys, when you look at their numbers, Stallworth and Swan, they don't look Hall of Fame-ish, but they were very productive in crunch time, and it was in an era where it was hard to get vertical in the passing game outside of a 2 Couple of teams, so I kind of get—I I give them their credit, even though aesthetically it didn't really fit my eye. Hey, I'm so happy though you
0: have Shane to, you know, reminisce <laughs> on the old days. <laughs> yeah, he's, hes so mad at me right now. <laughs> it's like—he's like, well,
6: we'll talk about it on Christmas Eve. <laughs> he texted me. Yeah, I just like—I I, I I just want to win. Like it's must win for the Steelers to have a chance to keep Tomlin's streak of 500 or better like
3: yeah, intact I'll, man i'll so, see you on the 24th wow. hey
0: christmas eve presents a great slate of sporting yeah, events I, I, was that passive aggressive it was
3: no it was aggressive passive
6: <laughs> this, this, this dude man glad we got a chance to talk to young people signing on signing yeah. day because that'll kind of be the mood setter because i'm kind of mad at shane now Drew. Well,
0: you know what i'll tell you what though I, i'm super excited for all of these various recruits. I am. I I, I mean, kudos to them on achieving their goal. Yeah. And how about just being able to have coaches come to your house and sign there?
6: Right. (laughs) You and I, you think in the places we live combined, we could have like, you know, 15, 20 people over, Hey, come to the signing party. Right. But Hey, listen, with the weather, be safe out there. Appreciate you schools making accommodations for the kiddos, whatever it is that they do, man. Enjoy the day.
0: And we appreciate you joining us here. If you want to catch more, go to Morning Dump next. That's where we're playing trivia with DB.